2: Hello, fellow patriots and liberty lovers everywhere. Great to have you along this chilly Tuesday afternoon. At least the winds have calmed down. Phew, man, yesterday. Good thing I wasn't uh, downtown or in uh, Columbia around the statehouse watching all those hairpieces uh, flying in the wind <laughs> over the state capitol. Uh, great to have you along as we get rolling this Tuesday afternoon. And as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation today. Just grab the phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800-347-1063, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number, 71307, I'll catch up with those in a moment, and my email address, bob at 1063word.com. Leading off the last hour, I mentioned the uh, school teacher uh, looks like a first year school teacher, a uh, young woman, uh, a, uh, another lib lunatic leaning out the window of her car at a stoplight, I guess, yelling and screaming obscenities at people demonstrating against the lockdown orders in Oregon. She's now been suspended from suspended with pay. I'm sure. And they'll conduct an investigation. Mm -hmm. There was another uh, woke incident as well, and I'm not sure where this one happened. Uh, You may have seen it uh, because the video went viral on uh, YouTube. Uh, Family brought their little boy, I don't know, five, maybe six years old, somewhere around in there, five to seven, to see Santa at the mall, right? Right. And so they're recording it on their cell phone, and, uh, and the little boy asks Santa for a Nerf gun. And Santa is woke, you see. So he tells this little kid, no, Santa's not bringing anybody, any guns. And the little boy's saying, oh, but it's just a Nerf gun. No, not even a Nerf gun. Santa doesn't bring guns to kids. Well, Santa should have left his woke politics at home uh, because the little boy broke down in tears at what Santa was telling him. And once that video went viral, Katie bar the door. Santa is out on his ear. The mall fired him and, uh, and sent the parents a, a free Nerf gun uh, to, to give to the little boy on Christmas morning. I'm there everywhere. Chicago teachers union um, is uh, rightly taking a bunch of heat. Uh, Sunday on social media, they claimed in a now deleted tweet that the push primarily by parents who see what all this e-learning is doing to schools, school systems never saw so many failing grades in their lives. Chicago Teachers Union in a now-deleted tweet said that the push to reopen schools, quote, is rooted in sexism, racism, and misogyny. While the tweet has since been deleted, the union retweeted a reply in support of the original tweet, quote, been feeling this lately, we can discuss the merits of reopening, but the conversation cannot be rooted in white supremacy. White folks questioning BIPOC's intelligence, that's some health unit, I'm guessing, especially women of color, our ability to understand the science, the coded language is hella out of pocket. So see, everything now is is politics. And uh, wanting your kids to go back to school is rooted in sexism, racism, and misogyny. It's amazing to see how many people are so out of touch with reality. Now, case in point, being a recovering TV meteorologist myself, I can understand the uh, frustration of the individual that you are about to hear from he is a TV weathercaster in uh, Colorado. I guess in Denver. Now I have, uh, as a during my stint, because when I during my career in TV I did everything. I started as a sportscaster, was converted to a meteorologist after going back to school to learn meteorology at uh, Mississippi State University. Uh, then became a news anchor. And that was it for me <laughs> when, when I hit the news anchor point. Uh, that, was, that was pretty much it. And, uh, and, and after a few years of that, got out. Anyway, this guy in Denver uh, is very much in touch with reality and understands the optics behind live shots, as they are called. That is where the meteorologist... And how many times have we seen Jim Cantori? from the Weather Channel and, and some of these other minions that they send out uh, trying to stand out uh, in a 125-mile-an-hour gale and and report on how bad the hurricane is, right? But this guy reached his saturation point with this stuff and uh, and just went uh, to DEFCON 1 on doing a live shot in the snow. Money, penny, if you would, roll the tape on this guy.
1: David Watson's been monitoring traffic, but first we go to Ryan Marshall. Who's out monitoring the snowfall? Ryan, what's it look like out there? Yeah, uh, it looks like snow, just like I predicted in my forecast from the studio. I'm not sure why I'm out here literally looking around. It looks Uh, like snow. You could just take a video of it snowing and show that. Why do I have to be here to describe snowfall? It's pretty self explanatory. <laughs> Seems like the cold has gotten you in an icy mood yourself, Ryan. OK, you know what, Shannon, I am in an icy mood. OK, nice pun, by the way. All right. I was just standing out here for 20 minutes waiting for you guys to throw to me. And I was just oh doing some thinking. I spent a hundred and twenty thousand dollars on a degree and four years in college to come out here and look around and describe what I see. I literally learned that in kindergarten I spy. It makes zero sense. Also, you know what else I was thinking while we're at it when it's like a nice day or sunny, you never send me out to the lake or to the pool for a live shot. But oh, when there's a hurricane or snowing or a blizzard or a flood, send me out there. I'll cover it. Perfect. I guess you have a point there, Ryan. We're looking at these reports and the forecast doesn't look good. People are worried. Have you spoken to any locals? (laughs) look around. Does there look like there's any locals out here? Everything is closed. Everyone is inside. The only reason I'm outside is to tell people not to come outside. What am I doing with my life? Well, you sure are brave, Ryan. Any word on what we can expect overnight? Uh, Yeah, more of this actually 12 to 18 inches more of this, but don't worry, guys. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I got this sleeveless vest that you guys make me wear my little <laughs> fingers are about to freeze off i got frostbite but oh it's fine because we got the logo in the shot great
2: <laughs> hey ladies win it uh, classic absolutely absolutely classic this is a guy who is grounded in reality and has absolutely no future in television <laughs> because i mean you can hear the anchor you know, bubble-headed bleach blonde comes on at five and tells you about the plane crash, uh, with a smile in her eye. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, Ryan seems like uh, you're kind of icy uh, there today. <laughs> God, this happy talk crap. And and you wonder why I <laughs> I worked in major market television. I worked in Atlanta. Dallas, Washington, D.C. It's the same everywhere. Happy talk, junk. But uh, kudos to Ryan for actually being in touch with reality. My favorite part, I spent $120,000 and four years in college so I can stand out here and show you what snowflakes look like. I mean, uh, Ryan uh, Ryan probably got an angry uh, dressing down from the news director.
3: I think Ryan is my spirit animal.
2: Yeah. He is in touch with reality. He gets it. He knows what's going on. Uh, and in point of fact, Ryan should get a raise. <laughs> For being the one guy on, on television now who actually sees the truth and says, "Hey, take a look here the Emperor ain't got no clothes on <laughs> yeah, I love it 17 after four here on the Bobby Mac show be right back
0: We really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month. new iPhone 15s it's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
2: Uh, bah, bah, bah. 423, just trying to hold the line here on the Bobby Mac show against uh, an overwhelming tide of liberal socialist, Marxists everywhere. 23 after four o'clock and then on my text line, 71307. Hey, Bobby, just FYI. That uh, little boy that went to see Santa at the mall was just four. Uh, he was just tall for his age. His dad is a police officer. Uh, Steven Crowder, he's a a talk show host, Steven Crowder called his parents after seeing the video and made arrangements with the parents for them to do a video call with him, dressed up as Santa, makeup and all. He talked to the little boy, telling him that he was the real Santa and to ignore the Santa helper he saw yesterday. It was adorable and very refreshing. His show is louder with Crowder, uh, Good Morning Mug Club. (laughs) I've heard of that guy. Yeah, that was nice. That was a really good thing to do. Uh, Bobby, I wasn't able to hear the entire segment about Ryan the weatherman. Could you please give me his his information so I can send him a thumbs up? What station does he work for? Uh, It's a Denver TV station, and Moneypenny was telling me during the break the video, if you want to share it, uh, is already posted on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 1063WORD. The one thing I didn't understand, uh, Ryan is standing out. He's got on, you know, like a, a wind vest uh, with the station's logo on it. That's the reference that he made to, yeah, yeah, but we're getting the logo in the live shot. But he's wearing a short sleeve shirt.
4: It's warm in the studio, though. Huh? It's warm in the studio, though.
2: Well, it it looked as if he'd been sent, you know, into the hinterland. But maybe, as a lot lot of TV stations do, yeah, back porch. I mean, because the road was, you know, halfway clear for cars going in and out. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, Bobby, free-thinking weathermen are doomed to a second career. (laughs) Also... Uh, they might speak out against global warming. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Mack uh, loved Ryan. Ryan for president. He speaks his mind. Hire him for your weatherman. Uh, Bobby, where was that weather report? I believe that was Denver, wasn't it, Money Penny? Is that right, Denver? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, Bobby Ryan gets the Captain Obvious Award. Great stuff. Made me laugh all the way home. Uh, Bobby, I think Ryan has probably since been fired, since he went off script. Bobby, pretty sure that Ryan bit was a comedian act uh, by uh, John Chris. Now he was he was real. He's he's for real. Uh, Bobby, thanks for the belly laugh about the weatherman almost wrecked my car. Uh, Bobby love the weatherman bit. Uh, I'm crying. Uh, texter says, I hope I can find that on YouTube. You don't have to. We did that for you. It's on our Facebook page. Uh, Bobby, Ryan, the meteorologist, is brutally honest. Emphasis on brutally. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, uh, quickly, uh, let's see if we can uh, squeeze in today's edition of ATF. And here comes Gary voice.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Bob McLean presents amazing, amazing, amazing true, true, true facts. facts.
2: Thank you, Gary. Joined for ATF uh, by at least one of the Bobettes. That would be Miss Moneypenny in her hazmat suit in our studio. In our, studio. In our what? In our studio, stadio, studio. studio. <laughs> I think little Annie. Maybe busy in the news yeah. center yeah, getting ready for the news at the bottom of the hour you might
5: want to
4: say hey to Ann
2: hello little Annie hey darling oh there she is <laughs> hey little Annie we welcome you with kazoo music you love kazoo music don't you? I'm really good at it yeah who doesn't like <laughs> kazoo music yeah the uh, 2001 theme because uh, <laughs> monoliths have dominated <laughs> ATF This week, and now we have another monolith story. (laughs) (laughs) A uh, business owner in the Berg, Pittsburgh, that is, installed his own monolith outside his store last week. Uh, Brought in a ton of business, got a lot of attention. But naturally, then, uh, some slug came by and stole it. So he installed a new one the same day, and now he's hoping this one does not get stolen. Here he is. I
1: came to see the monolith, and it's not here. So, really disappointed. I was
6: heartbroken this morning to find out that someone had taken my original monolith overnight. But the response to it has been overwhelming. Like people are driving two, three hours to come see this and take a picture with it or or hug it. They're loving it. And the response has been
0: incredible.
6: Can we just have fun with it for a couple of days? Can we all remember to support local businesses? And can we just have a little fun for a little bit
2: before somebody ruins this and takes it? And can't we all just get along and not stealing my monoliths anymore?
3: I say that we make monolith key rings with 106.3 W.O.R.D. on them. Yeah. It'd be kind of hard to carry around. <laughs> tiny ones. Tiny ones, Anne.
2: Yeah. Downsizing. Downsized monolith. You A know, miniature monolith, as, as it were. As tall as the three of us are. Which is not very big. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's, uh, let's get the king... In here, shall we? Viva That's right, bye right, right. Thank you.
5: Thank you very much.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. An annual list of the most sinful cities in America just came out.
4: Greenville's number one.
2: Nope, sorry. Elvis had it nailed. Vegas, number one again.
5: What happens oh, yeah. in Vegas?
2: Stays there, supposedly. Sometimes. Rest of the top five, L.A., St. Louis, Houston, and you don't have to go far, Atlanta. Wow. Most sinful cities in America.
3: Hot. I would have expected New Orleans. Yeah. I you would have, have too. They, you would thought mm-hmm. they'd
2: have been there. And uh, finally, a sad note. Uh, General Chuck Yeager passed away last night. He was 97. In 1947, he became the first pilot to break the sound barrier, Mach 1. Uh, You may remember he was played by Sam Shepard in the 1983 movie, The Right Stuff.
5: The flight itself went as expected. uh, We'd been having a lot of trouble with fires in the tail of the airplane and igniters that wouldn't work. Actually, they all worked that day, and uh, and we pushed the thing out. And really, uh, once we got the mock jump on the mock meter, we got our first sonic boom here. Then it almost was a letdown, you know, if the damn thing didn't blow up. <laughs> it didn't make any difference to me whether the X one blew into a million pieces or not. See, because I couldn't do anything about it, so we have put it out of your mind. And you do that in combat. We realized that. The so-called sound barrier really restricted us from going any faster. And once we got the f one above the speed of sound and smoked on out the Mach 2 and then beyond, we realized, hey, this opens up the whole universe for us.
2: General Chuck Yeager had the opportunity to interview him. They had the world premiere for the movie The Right Stuff at the Air and Space Museum in Washington. Yeah. And, and I went down to cover it uh, for Channel 7 and got to interview General Yeager in fact he was on this show with us a number of years ago he was and and I asked him I said a lot of people thought that you were from Texas because of your accent but you're really from West Virginia right general and he said I'll never forget his answer he said I'm from so far back in the hills in West Virginia the valleys were so deep the dogs had to wag their tails straight up and down wow (laughs) (laughs) what a great American Uh, R.I.P. General Chuck Yeager. There we go. There's ATF for today. Uh, Thank you, ladies. Appreciate the help, as always, from the Bobettes. Uh, Little Annie uh, ready to uh, get back to her main source of biz. Uh, She's got the news next, and I'm right back on the other side. Bobby Mack Show here on Tuesday on WORD. Howdy, welcome back. Great to have you along. 4.39 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Uh, as we go back to the phones here on this Tuesday afternoon, let's uh, bring in Sean, who is in Hickory Tavern. Hello, Sean, what's up?
5: Hey, Bob. I thought I'd ask you a couple questions today yeah. since it's Tuesday. We're early in the week. Well, seeing as how tomorrow is December the 8th, looks like the, we're coming to the end of this long road, and I thought I'd ask you, what what do you think the GOP ought to do? we ought to start looking for a, a new up-and-comer somebody who can bring the party back together lead us into the future or are we looking at a, a 2024 revamp of Donald Trump
2: well first things first what do you mean uh all this coming to an end tomorrow nothing's coming to an end tomorrow
5: well uh tomorrow's the 8th so it's kind of like the point of
2: no return when it comes to no it's not uh the point there's of no return. More, uh, the point of no return is when a new president is sworn in on inauguration day. Everything else is just legislative.
5: So I thought I thought the eighth was the day when they were supposed to have the, uh, the any kind of uh, ballots and recounts and all that stuff finished up uh, uh, in preparation for the fourteenth, when the electoral college comes together and, and casts their votes.
2: Uh, typically, in an average year, it would be. Didn't happen in, in uh, two thousand, though, did it?
5: No, I, I, you know, I just know, I, you know, how things were going to happen. I just know how, what, what what's wrote down, and law wise. But what do you think, though? You think that uh, you think the GOP should really like dig their nails in and try to find somebody new to lead the torch, or?
2: Well, you, they're going to. They're you in, just kinda... in. In my estimation, Sean, they're going to have to, uh, because Donald Trump is going to have a second term.
5: Well. I will have to see what happens. I suppose I, I I didn't know how it would go down if he was going to make an announcement that he was going to uh, you know maybe run for the twenty twenty four bid for the GOP or if
2: he if it was uh, be
5: one of those deals. There were
2: there were stories that circulated and you probably saw them, Sean, in the media right. that said that President Trump had intimated uh, in private meetings uh, that he uh, would consider running again in twenty twenty four. But most recently. Uh, What I am told is that he has said, uh, first things first, you know, let's 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 deal with 2020 and then we'll go from there.
5: Sure, that makes the most sense.
2: Sure, I think so, too.
5: Sure, that makes the most sense. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for taking my call.
2: My pleasure. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate it. Good to have you here. Uh, Oh, I've got another caller on the line. Oh, I didn't see it. Sorry. Uh, Lou in uh, Campabella. Sorry, Lou, I didn't mean to overlook you. Welcome. Good to have you here.
6: Thank you. You know, Bobby, his that previous call fills in. When when are the republics when are the Republicans going to wake up? You know how much how much fraud are we going to deal with now? You hear Ware County, they put 100 ballots of each of each person in, and it showed 26 more percent for Biden than Trump. You you have testimonials of people that are that are driving truckloads of ballots from New York to Pennsylvania. Do you hear in Georgia that they tell you we're going to stop counting, but they really don't stop counting? You know, it, it's disenfranchising so many people. I hear it. They're never going to vote again. Why, why vote when it seems that the Republicans in office right now will let the Democrats predetermine who's going to be the president and really not fight to stop it?
2: So in doing so, are they sending us a message, Lou? Or are they saying... Uh, wink wink nod nod say no more uh as monty python would say nope. uh we're we're really you know part what, we're really part of the deep state and 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 we're signaling that right here
6: no no bobby i think people i think people are fed up i i think they don't want to stand in line two hours they don't want to make their they don't want to make their voices heard mm-hmm. they don't want to they don't want to vote i i mean i i honestly believe trump could have gotten 80 million votes
2: yeah if that where County
6: issue if the ware county issue is true he's only getting 87 percent of the votes that are cast for him right i mean they found it in this dominion software you don't just put it in one piece of, of software on one piece of equipment it's all over the place how much fraud is tolerated before someone says you know what enough is enough
2: good question I mean, what is, if this is not a tipping point, then you tell me what is uh, when we've got a foreign power, China, uh, involved in in this fraud as well, investing money in the Dominion voting systems machine, uh, owning a majority of the stock in that company. How much more obvious could it be?
6: And, and let's say this. You have Stacey Abrams in Georgia. She's been warned twice now. Yep. She's trying to register people that don't live in Georgia, and she's registering dead people. Right. She's been warned twice. So does that mean if I rob a bank, they're going to warn me the first time and <laughs> hey, don't do it again? And the second time I rob the bank, they're going to give me my final warning because if it is, I'm going to be a very wealthy man.
2: Yeah, probably in Portland, Oregon, that would be the procedure because they're already doing away with uh, any laws there uh, that uh, any any uh, crimes that are committed uh, by people in the name of being poor. It, <laughs> this it, is this it, is I how loony it, think they think are. It,
6: I, I think it's disenfranchising a lot of people, and I understand their point. If I go to the polls to vote for who I think should be, but they have corrupt software, they have corrupt officials. They tell us they're going to stop counting. They don't. They say they have a water main break, but there's no work order to fix it. Right now, it's a urinal that overflowed. If, if my vote really doesn't count, what is the point?
2: Good question. And, and that is exactly what uh, many of us are hopeful the Supreme Court will take a look at and say, look, everybody that cast a legal vote here was disenfranchised. Uh, and, and you,
6: Bobby, let me say this real quick. I don't want Trump to be appointed president. I don't want them to say, you know what, Donald Trump, we're going to appoint you president. I want the people in this country to vote with with identification and, and, a, and a legitimate way to count their ballots. And I'll be the first one to say, if Donald Trump doesn't get as many votes as Joe Biden, right. Donald Trump has to go. Right. But I don't want it to be determined by the Chinese owning Dominion software, and they have a back door that they can control it.
2: Amen. Amen to that. And, and there is, I guess is a last ditch stopgap, Lou, a, uh, a limited martial law and declaring a redo of the election to be conducted by the military.
6: Like I said, any fair election, if if Trump doesn't get the 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 number of electoral votes that he needs, I'll be the first one to stand up and say get out of the get out of the White House. I think a lot of people would. Sure. I think if you had a fair election, it would probably be 80 million to about 55 million for Biden.
2: Well, if we lived in a in a world where both sides played fairly and had the same goals, uh, then you wouldn't want to win an election that was fraudulent, that you cheated to win. But when you have one party whose thirst for power is so unquenchable that they don't care how they get it, as they themselves have said, by any means necessary, uh, then we find ourselves where we are. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate the call. Good stuff. 448, a dozen before five here on The Bobby Mack Show. Be right back. Yeah, actually, this would come in handy right about now with the overnight lows in the 20s past couple of nights. Hot-blooded. Check it and see. Seven before five here on the Bobby Mac shows. We go back to the phones. Uh, Next up in my stomping grounds of Taylor's is Deanna. Hello, Deanna, and welcome to the program.
3: Hi, there. Um, I have a question. Since um, Texas, which I love, has filed lawsuits against Um, all the battleground states for fraud. Does that mean then that our state and any other state that cares to can go ahead and file lawsuits against them as well? So you have all these other states that have filed lawsuits and then the message is getting across to not only everybody but the world and um, the Supreme Court
2: Yeah, the the short answer, uh, Deanna, is yes, uh, other states can file lawsuits. The most efficient way to go about it uh, would be for the other states uh, that felt that they were similarly affected. And for my money, it would be uh, the remaining 46, uh, because there are four states that have been charged here. Uh, For the the state attorney general, Alan Wilson, here in South Carolina, uh, as one example, uh, to merely join in the lawsuit that has already been previously filed by Texas. And that's kind okay. of a common approach in issues like this, uh, where other states I, will file. It's happened with Louisiana and Texas uh, most recently, and, and other states join into that lawsuit. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Um, it's probably a whole lot more expensive for each state to do their own Yes, then yes, sure. uh-huh. Certain, certainly certainly so would be. And, and
2: right. And yeah. since Texas has already filed, uh, it would uh, probably be mm-hmm. the simplest and most efficient way to just join in their lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Do you know if any other
3: state has by chance?
2: No, it was just recently yes. filed. In fact, I think as soon as uh, this morning was when the lawsuit is oh, filed. Really? So, yeah, I have not I have not heard of any other states uh, that have jumped into the lawsuit, but I would expect uh, that there will be other states that will join Texas in pursuing this.
3: I think it's great. I, yeah. I really do. And, Me too. And then, uh, and you know, I keep thinking, you know, what can each of us individuals do to um, feel like we're just not sitting around and letting the big man do it? Or, no, I won't say that. Um, letting Trump do it. Um, and maybe writing to our Congress or whatever, or I don't know who. We, who do we contact to voice our opinion that hey, let's join the Boston?
2: Yeah, that would be uh, our state attorney general, and I believe I've got his I've got his phone number in Columbia here in my file, but I don't have it up in front of me right now, but I will pass it along in the next hour uh, so that people who want to call Alan Wilson and encourage him to join in the Texas lawsuit against this uh, voter fraud can do so. So uh, stick around for that. Thanks, Deanna. I appreciate it. Uh, And also, as I've mentioned a couple of times uh, previously in the show today, special announcement coming up on the other side of the news as well here on the Bobby Mack Show on Tuesday on WORD.